You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can't win anything with kids. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. How much are the players looking forward to Arsene Wenger arriving? <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Phoenix Five. On this week's show, we'll be talking about the biggest flops in the 90s. I mean, what makes a flop, first of all? What does everyone think makes a flop? Um, I think a flop, generally, is a player that's played well, either internationally or for another club. Um, they've got a good reputation and the club that signs in for normally a decent fee, in this day and age, would be a lot of money. They come to the Premier League or the, any other league in Europe and they don't deliver. I think that's what's, uh, what's is a flop. A players that are unknown like gambles, I don't really class them as flops. I'd say a flop is someone that's done the business somewhere else, comes to your club or another club that you know of, and uh, basically it's crap. So I don't know what you guys think. That's my interpretation of a flop. I, I, I agree with that. I think yeah, you're right. I think if you're paying money for someone who's got a bit of a history, comes in and just doesn't perform, then then yeah, you're a flop. Uh, Holland, would you agree with that, along with that? Yeah, I would, I would agree that Man United signed many of them. Really? <laughs> it's a bit early. It's a bit early for the Man United. I'm going straight for the throat here. Let's go. Cabadiara, Glenn Helder, Stefan Maltz, David Zucker. Should I carry on? It's creeping into the 2000s. I know it's not, you know, it's frowned upon. Francis Jeffers. Francis Jeffers was a starlet in the under-21s, England under-21s. He meant to be the next big thing. Uh, he'd done all right for Everton. Arsenal signed him. He was duff. Um, so he's one I can remember dropping off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, you named. They called him Dave Fox in the Box. Is that what his nickname was, or something? Well, if he was a Fox in the Box, it was a dead one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was at Everton, money. That's the thing. He was. He looked good at Everton. He looked like the next guy, next prospect before Rooney came on the scene. So it's only when he went to Arsenal we did flop, didn't he? You know. Yeah. So w- would you class Francis Jeffers as a flop? Probably yes. Yeah, definitely, but, definitely. But how, like how you said, Dave. Like, like it wasn't. Was it a gamble because he's come up through the youth system? Like, so no one's apart from Arsenal investing in him, obviously. Yeah, it's not like he's done it in every league. I know he's probably got had a, probably got a good youth record, but what was his transfer fee? Do you know? 
eight million we paid for him, which yeah, which then definitely we, a flop. Then, yeah. The, the thing is, he's like he's, yeah, Everton fans would remember him at Everton, and he was all right at Everton. So they're not going to class him as a flop. I can only class him at my club, or people that you know neutrals will class him. They remember him at Arsenal, flop. Everton, he mm. probably wasn't. Is it's not. Is another. There's another, for instance, uh, Chris Sutton. Now Chris Sutton uh, banged goals at Norwich. Went to Chelsea, scored one goal, got shipped to Celtic. Yes, he was amazing at Blackburn. He was amazing at Norwich. But you remember him at Chelsea, you class him as a flop. Sutton, I don't know why it didn't work out for him. I don't know how you can go from scoring. It's just weird how you can go from scoring goals, you know, quite consistently to going to a club and just not just being absolutely... And they sold him for six million um, a year it's later. It's with systems as well, though, isn't it? It's, it's just yeah, 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 definitely. There's a lot of factors in it. Some places you go, it just clicks. Other places you go and it just ain't happening. Obviously, some clubs do certain training. Uh, like obviously, different. Some might run all fucking day. Some might not. Some might uh, take a few like more hours on tactical play. We just don't know. Obviously, we don't know. What about? Um, everyone remember Kevin Kevin Davies when he he signed for Blackburn, seven and a half million at the time. Um, he was showing quite a lot of promise. Um, and then ninety eight Blackburn broke the transfer record to sign him. And they paid seven and a half million ty- uh, million pounds, and it was ten times what Southampton had paid for him just twelve months earlier. And he scored one goal, and then they got relegated. and went back to Southampton in a, in a player uh, player swap. Well, what I can remember of Kevin Davies is the reason why he, um, I think he got a, a big deal was because I'm sh- pretty sure that Chesterfield got to like the semi finals of the FA Cup one year, um, and he was pretty much spearheading that attack. Off that, off the back of that. But I'm looking at his um, record for Chesterfield, 129 appearances, 22 goals. But then Southampton signed him and he had 25 appearances and scored nine league goals. So that ain't bad coming from Chesterfield to Southampton. But obviously, when he went to Blackburn, yeah, 23 appearances, one goal. Dire. See, the thing is with that, is that the same with... Uh, well, now, Jeffers, you didn't really hear anything more of him after after Arsenal, but he... Uh, Kevin Davis ended up being good at Blackburn, at Bolton, sorry. Got England, he got one England cap while he was there. So what he'd done for Bolton was good. So overall, I wouldn't class him as a flop, but I would class him as a flop during that at that move, at that period, because I think he came good after that when he was at Bolton. Um, you know, for what he'd done for the team, for the way that Allardyce wanted him to play. Uh, Kevin Davis, I wouldn't have classed him as a flop when he was there, would you? No, I wouldn't. Graham, I'll bring you in. What, what hmm. are flops? Any anyone to add to that list so far, or anything? Well, yeah, well, there's quite a few in there, really. I mean, if going back, to just stick with the '90s. I mean, in Euro '92, um, one of the best players in the tournament was Thomas Brolin. Um, technically, very good. I'm not saying he was world class, but technically, very good. Um, and it wasn't just at, for Sweden; it was for Parma as well. Came to Leeds with a big reputation, probably one of the best on reputation, one of the best foreigners to sign in the Premier League at that time. Just didn't just didn't work, did it? Just didn't happen for some reason. Um, he went on to Palace, maybe to revive his career. It got worse. He didn't make him better at all. He put on a lot of weight. He went missing. You know, very disappointing. Um, USA '94 is another one, a, a massive tournament. You had players like Daniel Amakachi, Florian Radichoyu, Didier Mitrescu. They come. They had fantastic tournaments, especially Amakachi. Let me talk about Amakachi for a bit. Um, he was in the Nigerian side. No one was expecting anything of Nigeria. USA '94. He was up front with um, Yakini and um, I can't remember the other guy, Amakini or something. I can't remember. Uh, Viewers might know. There was three of them. He was nicknamed the Black Ball and the Black Train. Mate, he had so much pace. He was powerful, strong, physically, so dangerous. He had a fantastic World Cup. Scored a couple of goals. Everton bought him from Club Bruges. 
and it just just never worked out. I mean, when you, we've talked in the past about that, especially Holland, you talk about big, powerful strikers in the Premier League. I mean, Amakachi and Big Dunk up up front, and the four four two. How that's never worked, you know? I don't know. It's just what we say, mate. It's, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But the weird thing about Amakachi, he's actually a cult hero at Everton for doing fuck all. Um, the weird thing is he. He scored two goals in a cup semi-final to knock Spurs out. The best thing about that, he subbed himself on. That was the that was like the main thing. He apparently subbed himself on. Joe Wilb went absolutely ballistic at him. He won them the game, got them to the final, ended up beating Man United. And then uh, Joe Wilb came out with a statement it was the best sub he ever made. And he didn't even make it. But yeah, then he's the one that stands out a lot for me, Amakachi. Um, what about you guys? There's a, comp- a running theme here. They're all forwards. I think because the focus is on you as a striker and it's your sole job is to score goals. So your record be, can be kept. Whereas in the, I suppose in defence, you do get flops. But in defence, you've got a team of, you know, three or four or five other players around you that can recover and cover your positions. For me, Pabalski was one for United. We signed Carol Pabalski off the back of Euro 96. Um, only played 17 times for United. But then Beckham was coming through. So that's a big, big amount of pressure to have when you've got David Beckham on the right who was getting better and better every week. And then Carol Pabalsi came in. So it was only three and a half million, which is, you know, 96, still a, a decent transfer fee. I don't know if he got the the time to call him a flop or not. And he was kind of a wing. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, Paul, sorry to butt in, I was just going to say, I, I wouldn't have called him a flop. I thought he'd done okay. But do you reckon that's because of the trophies Man United won and the team he was in that sort of like paper over the cracks? Do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, he never had a... I can't remember. As I said, when it's seventeen, when you play seventeen games, I, I, it's quite harsh to go. Oh, he's a flop because you don't haven't seen enough of him to, to warrant whether he's a flop or not. Ah, yeah, but you can judge him on what they've done, though, can't you? Yeah, but in those but, seventeen games. But then it, I would have probably. I'm gonna. I don't know facts, but I would suggest that there's seventeen games he might have won sixteen of them. So yeah, I think, but that, yeah, but that, yeah, them games that they won is probably because you had that world class uh, left winger gigs. <laughs> this is a recurring theme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you mentioned just saying that um, all these flops seems to be attackers. Yeah, I pretty much believe that. Obviously, because strikers, you pay a lot of money for, like they're getting goals in previous seasons. So, and if they don't deliver straight away, that they're classed as a flop. But um, I've written down two um, flops, because obviously what I was going to ask everyone is uh, like to name two flops from your the team that you support. So obviously, Holland, Arsenal, Graham, Fulham, yourself, Man United. Adam with a QPR, and I've picked two QPR players uh, who I thought in the 90s were flops. Uh, they both happen to be strikers, funny enough. So the first one I go with is uh, Mike Sharon. He went for, he signed for a lot of money, like in the 90s. And for me, he just never, ever really got going at Rangers. Like he's got a few goals, but for me, I think he was a flop. Um, my second striker is Chris Kiwamia. He, I think he came to us on the back of Francis Jeffers signing for uh, Arsenal. And basically, he was pony, man. <laughs> like, everyone thought, oh, my God, we've got an Arsenal striker. Well, we're going we're gonna to win the league. Like, we can't, not, we can't go wrong. <laughs> Crap. <clears throat> I don't know how your thoughts on those two players, but obviously comment and then, like, would name the two players that you thought signed for your club that were absolutely... Chris Kawami was decent at Ipswich only. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, well, you just... Yeah, well, that's why, that's why Arsenal bought him. What about Fops and, uh, for Fulham, Dave? Any, <clears throat> anyone comes to mind? Any two players? Uh, well, oh, you put me on a spot a bit there with the Fulham players. The only one that stands out for me, obviously, it's not in the 90s, um, because we were in the uh, 
the old second and third division. So a lot of the players were flops. But that's unfair, really, because we did get promoted. But um, just going into the 90s, um, to the noughties, sorry, when we was playing at Loftus Road, it would have to be Steve Marley that we signed from um, Leon. Um, we signed a couple of... Um, sorry? 11 and a half million you paid for him. Yeah, it was something like that. It was double figures. And uh, it was supposed to be the next best, best thing in France. I remember he used to play... I mean, I used to go all the time in home and away. He had one good game in 10. And when he played a good game, he did play a good game, to be fair. But it, for what we paid for him at that time, it just wasn't good enough. We had a, a guy called Francois Keller that was the brother of Mark Keller at West Ham. He was supposed to be betting in his brother. But I don't think Mark Keller was much good <laughs> at West Ham. So I can't say I was going to be betting his brother. But <laughs> no, to, 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 at the top of my head, it'd be um, Steve Marley for me. For Fulham. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't worth what we paid for him. So I think Dave's next with his Arsenal flops, I think, isn't he? Well, that's going to be a long list. Keep it short, Dave. We all want to get home soon. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done Franny Jeffers. I think Harper uh, mentioned the bloke the other week, uh, Christopher Ray. Um, he was another stinker. Um, and I think Lee Harper mentioned this fella as well, Oleg Lundsny. Oh, stinking out the place. Um, the list is endless. He, like, Wenger brought in some, some class, but he did have a few stinkers. Uh, talking about me spending all night, Paul, I'm waiting to hear your list that you're going to rattle off. Masumibo, Taibi, all these other clowns. He's got to be um, top, and he him. The thing is with Taibi, I think he was very harshly treated at United. If you go and watch, I think he played four games, and the game before, I guess the game was Liverpool, he got man in the match the week before. He, he was really good in that game, and he wasn't too bad in the games prior. It was the Southampton game that he just, and bear in mind, we had Bosnich at the time. He was shit. Um, so at the time, we had two very shit goalkeepers. And Taibi came in to kind of apply some pressure. He started off quite well. I think he kept the clean sheet in his first game. And then obviously, always known for now is the Southampton goal with uh, Letizia going through his legs, which is a massive howler. Of course it is. And that ruined his confidence. And Ferguson just never played him again and, and shipped him out. Uh, but we paid four and a half million from him, for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Get rid of him. Sorry, Paul. To get rid of him after four games, Fergie must have known, even in training, he must have thought, this guy ain't for me. To be fair, sorry, Graham. You look at Alisson at Liverpool. Recently, he's been he's hit a few howlers like I never know worse than that one that old Taibi slipped through his legs. I know football's played differently now, and the goalkeepers are taking some chances because they're playing out from the back, so things aren't going to happen. But what about that, that Allison, he, he made about three, four howlers in mm. straight weeks, didn't he? I reckon Fergie must have thought he cost he might cost Man United the league or something. Because four games for Fergie to get rid of him, it's a bit quick, isn't it? Let's be fair, lads. Well, that's four, four games. You just only bought him. We're talking about flops and. Uh, obviously, we've said we name a lot of strikers, but I think Man United, that is one place they really struggled with was for flops, was goalkeepers. Mm. Uh, throughout, from not just the 90s, obviously the noughties, and uh, they've, had, they've bought a lot of crap. Yeah. I, I, it's one place that they struggled with. I don't even think De Gea is that great. It's like, not what he was, is he? No. I think goalkeepers now start so young, they don't get a chance at such a high level to make mistakes. So therefore, you can't make a mistake in a game. A striker can miss seven chances, score the eighth and win one nil, and no one remembers the seven that he missed. A goalkeeper makes one mistake, goes to the back lose, they lose one nil, everyone's talking about that mistake. At United, we had um, Ben Foster, at the time was seen as the best young goalkeeper in England. He came and it, we, he struggled. Um, I, I think a few mistakes he, he went. Roy Carroll, young goalkeeper again. Then we had Bartes, who was just eccentric. Bosnich, who he signed, who again was decent at Villa, but had lots of personal problems. Uh, Taibi came in. Um, yeah, we have. And then obviously we Valdez. found Valdez, Valdez. But we found Van der Sar, and obviously Van der Sar was the answer. We should have never let him gone to Fulham. We should have signed him from Juventus straight off the bat. But 
you know, we, we did struggle. And, and it is, but again, I think strikers and goalkeepers are two positions that you can become a flop very quickly because they are the two areas of the pitch that lead to goals or scoring goals. So I don't know if, goal, as I was saying, goalkeepers start at a young age now. So De Gea came to United at 19 and was straight into the team at Man United winning trophies. And he had made mistakes and they was like, oh, he's not going to be good enough. He's not going to be good enough. At 19, you, you're not even learning your trade yet. You're not at the lower leagues and building you up. You look at Nigel Martin and uh, Pressman and players like that years ago who would build their way up. And you wouldn't start really at the top level to mid-20s. And goalkeepers peak, I think, twice in a career. They peak around 28, where they, they look fantastic. Um, 28 to maybe 32. And then between 32 and 30, and Van der Sar did it, between 32 and 34, they have a little bit of a, a downward spiral and then they have another two or three seasons at the back end of their career. So uh, it's a difficult one to, to, to flow it, throw in. So he would be the flop based on, I think everyone sees him as a flop. I, Mer, Mer, I mentioned Carol Pawlski and then you've got the biggest flop for me in, in that period was, uh, um, was Yuldi Cruyff when we signed old Yuldi because he was shit and he was a midfielder. He came with all his expectations and I don't think I've ever seen a worse player put on the United shirt, if I'm honest. I think his reputation came with his surname, Paul, to be honest, mate. Yeah, agreed. He ain't going to live up to his old man. Well, it's a big job big, big job to live up yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, so we, we, there, there's some... I mean, what about uh, <laughs> Stephen Gibash? Uh, obviously mentioned our France 98 special and a few other times his name's come up. He mm-hmm. went to Newcastle for three and a half million. Um, that was weird. That was, yeah, I like. I mentioned that because Lee mentioned that, didn't he, in the, the, the World Cup episode. And I mentioned it, he played for Glasgow Rangers as well. The weird thing was, though, he came with a good reputation, didn't he? Because he was like the top goal scorer in Liga for two seasons on the trot. It's like, come to the Premiership and what happened? Well, he played in all France's... Yeah. World Cup. He played in every single game, like... And he went to Newcastle and it just never happened. No. There's a flop now I'm going to mention during the 90s that started off one of the best players in European football and became a flop and then was ended up being one of the best players we've ever seen in the world. It was Thierry Henry. Do you know, does anyone know where I'm going with that? Yeah. Yeah. At Monaco in the Champions League, he was the right-sided midfielder, wasn't he? He set, well, not the world, he set Europe on fire that, that season. He got his big move to Juventus. I think they paid double figures for him. <clears throat> um, I think, I'm, I haven't got the stats in front of me. I know he played 18, 19 games or something, scored a couple of goals. But when we were talking earlier about when a, a, a player goes to another club with a big reputation and they pay a lot of money for him and they don't do the business, their class is a flop. And I think Thierry Henry then was a flop. Whatever the reason, there was reasons going around that he wasn't settled. Um, he didn't like the Italian defenders were too tight on him. The manager at the time expected more of him, etc. Whatever it was, he went to Juventus, he didn't deliver and he flopped. And I think when you talk about this, this is the thing people don't talk about it because they, they sugarcoat Thierry Henry because of what he's become. But that's the spell he had with Juventus, he didn't perform. He flopped. But he went to Arsenal. He was given a chance. He didn't score in his first six or seven games. And the rest is history. He's probably one of the best players to ever grace the game. But that period at Juventus, he wasn't successful and he was a flop. I just wanted to say nothing against the guy. It was crap. He's rubbish. Him being a flop for Juventus, uh, worked into Arsenal's hands, so we got him on the cheap. Well, I think it was ten million or something. We got him on uh, something silly like that. You got and him for so, a bargain, I think, Dave. Yeah, but at but that time, the... yeah, go on. No, go on, mate. You carry on. No, I was going to say at that time, um, if you know, we're saying about you can't judge a player on four games, seven games, etc. The time he was there, he just didn't perform at all. From what he was at Monaco, and he had that great World Cup in France, it just just didn't happen for him. You know, so 
when you talk about flops, you don't necessarily talk about Thierry Henry, but in my opinion, it, yeah, Venus, it was a flop. No, it's interesting. I mean, you've got to have a play. I mean, West Ham at the time, I'll just back into some, you know, with flops there, Paolo Fuchar, Bernard Lama, uh, Javier Marguez. How about Danny? Remember Danny, Dave? Yeah, Danny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, as we went to start at the beginning, what was everyone's opinion of what a flop is? If you're signing someone for £2 million from, from Espanyol, is it going to be a flop or not? It's difficult to know because it's it's an unknown player coming to a, a brand new league. And you do get players that come in and they hit the ground running. I was listening to Rio's podcast every week. Um, and it's, it's it's a known fact, again, coming out the noughties. But when Evera and Vidic came, and I remember their debut against Man City, and they were poor. They were awful. And they both got hooked at half time. Um, I remember Rio saying on, on the podcast last week, he was saying, he was like, what have they signed here? These two, they're, they're not very good. You know, and then obviously the rest is history. So I think it's also the case that we're very quick to judge someone being a flop. We almost go, well, he hasn't done it instantly. You forget, you know, if you change Holland, if you change jobs or Graham or any of you, if you go from one company and your job is one position and they go, right, you're going to do your job, but you're going to go to Germany now where no one speaks the language. We do it differently here. You take time to adapt. You're not going to go in there and implement all your, your changes straight away. You've got to either learn the language or and learn to understand what they're saying. And I think we, we just because they're footballers and played loads of money and there's massive fees, we're very quick to go, oh, he's shit, he's flopped. I know I'm not having that. But it's like, well, hold on. It takes a bit of time to adapt to all mm. these new changes that, that, that are going from moving from one club to the other. Well, I, just going back to what you said about the foreign players coming in, like they, they get fed. Well, I'm going to use this season. I know this is obviously this is a 90s podcast, but Kai Havertz, for example, who's just signed for Chelsea. Well, he's not even played half a season. He's played half a season. And they're already saying he's a flop, right? Like, I was listening to someone say, like, obviously this day and age now, he's come over from Germany, like, we're in the lockdown, you can't go out, you can't... Party family. Yeah, you can't can't do fuck all. And all all the media are already labelling him a flop, which I think is a bit harsh on a young kid, really. So I do, I agree with... Exactly what you just said. Yeah. There. So, Paul, um, I agree with everything you said there, mate. So, do you think some of all those players you've mentioned since the start of the episode, is it fair to call them all flops or do we class them as just didn't do it? Because flops is a term, isn't it, that everybody in the football game uses, not just in football, but I suppose in any sports. Would well, you call them flops? I mean, would you pair, compare, I don't know, like I mentioned Thierry Henry, would you compare Danny Lamacacci to Thierry Henry? Technically, no. But are they both in the same bracket, i.e. flops, or are they both in the same bracket as they didn't do it at that club? You know what I mean? I think you have to look at their career. and if The, you look the at terminology, Thomas, mate. The terminology. No, no, Forget it. about them as technical players. No, no, the terminology fine. I'm on about. You look at Thomas Brolin, okay? Came into... Uh, oh, Brolin, yeah, yeah, go on. Four and a half million pounds. Came in overweight. Was unfit. Whether you're personal... He didn't come in overweight. So again? He didn't come in overweight, mate. He came in for, straight from Palmer, didn't he? He, he became overweight. He became oh, a worse okay. player. Yeah, so he, he, he came fourth in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, exactly. Just, he didn't uh, come in like that. He just didn't happen for him at Leeds. So, yeah, he but, he, on, yeah, but he, didn't, he didn't try. Okay, well, he wasn't match fit when, you know, halfway through the season. His form was absolutely mm. shocking. He, he had managed, um, roused as the manager. He got sent off uh, out on loan at the end of the season, went back and carried on with a war. Um, and his fitness got even worse. And then the, the club terminated his contract. They, they terminated yeah. not sold him or tried, they terminated it. So he must have been quite in a bad place for that to happen. That is what I would call a flop. It was someone who's been there for more than a season who doesn't show the professional, you know, now to actually want to play football for the club that are paying his wages. That's a flop. Chris Sutton, uh, Kevin Davies, uh, Carol Pabulski and players like that. I don't like the word flop because I think it's, 
it's too flippant. Yes, it didn't work it, out. For it's insulting part. to an extent, isn't it? Really? It is. Because they're professional it's, footballers. Yeah, they've, I think if you go from, and this is what I was saying, on a WhatsApp chat we've all had about, um, I was very, a uh, different opinion to everyone else about, you. I said you can't be world-class at 18 or 19. And, and I think Lee and Miller, maybe everyone disagreed with me. And I think this is a, a key example why you can't be classed as world-class at that age. I know Mbappe is used as a, uh, against me on that one, and that's fine. We can chalk that off as maybe a separate issue. But generally... You've got to build a career to be world to be world class. You've got to get five or six consistent seasons. Chris Sutton had loads of seasons behind him, scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals. Went to Chelsea, didn't work out. Went to Celtic, scored goals again. So no, he's not a flop. It just didn't work out for him. And as Lee said, tactically, um, the the training st- uh, methods, the, the the style of play. Does he get on with his teammates? Was there something in his personal life? The move to London, maybe it wasn't for him. He's up from up north, or, or not north, but that area, Norwich and places in Blackburn. These are all factors that come in. And again, we just detach ourselves thinking, oh, well, you know, they're footballers, so they should just get on with it. They get paid loads of money to do a job. But again, if I pick you, Harper, up and I take you from your job now and pick you into, I don't know, the, um, the, in Spain and go do the same job there with, with these people who don't speak English, would you struggle to adapt? But then if I then take you back and go, right, go back into, but I'm going to put you into Leeds when you come back, you go there I'm and you go to my job here, mate. Let alone fucking Spain. All Leeds does is build wardrobes. You can do that in any country. <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah, yeah I get your point. I, yeah, Paul, uh, here's one for you. Fernando Torres, I know we're going a little bit off. He was amazing at Liverpool. 50 million to Chelsea was crap. Now, is his, is his legacy remembered as being amazing at Liverpool, great player, or is he remembered as a flop? But once he left Liverpool, his career died off. He went to Atletico Madrid, didn't do it. Can you can you defend Jemba Jemba? No, I can't. No. Is that the so good can the name of the Yeah. Can you you can't defend Cleverson? No. Can you defend David Bellion? No. All right, um, well, I've run out of flops now. Anyone else remember any main Prunier. <laughs> William Brunier, another one. <clears throat> but yeah, so I think it's it's what yeah, is it's, a flop? On, yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult to tell what's a flop. Florian Rodriguez, he was a player that had a great World Cup again in USA '94. Um, I remember him from old as well because that was the first World Cup I actually watched. We were still at primary school then, but going into high school, and he looked, he did look the complete um, striker. You had him and Dimitrescu up front with Hadji behind. There was a surprise package of the World Cup. Obviously, came to West Ham Paul and. Uh, I don't. I can't remember how much they paid for him. Two and a half. He two just didn't. Did, yeah. Two point four million they paid from Espanol. Yeah. There was a story about um, they played Stockport in a FA Cup game away from home, and he went sh- shopping at Harvey Nicks because he, he didn't want to travel north. Redknapp pulls him in with his foreign army of you know of players, and he scored. I think he after three goals in twelve first team appearances, um, was sent back to Spain six months later for one point seven million. So again. Mm. It was six months. So was he a flop? I don't know, because in six months, how, how, how is that enough time to say he's a flop? I think to the West Ham fans, he was a flop for two, 2.4 yeah. million. And I then think Harvey have... Nick's pro- um, profits went down that year he left. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got, uh, anyone remember Margas for West Ham as well? Javier Margas? He used to play for Chile, yeah. Yeah, so West Ham signed him again after, okay, again, after a World Cup in 98. Um, so they, they signed him. <laughs> when they signed him, he disappeared without a trace. So they signed him mm. and they couldn't get hold of him. And then he returned to say how loyal he would be by dyeing his hair claret and blue. 
and he was pleading, saying, "No, no, no, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm playing. I'm West Ham, West Ham." Um, he was there for three years. But let's move on. I think I think that that's a flop in terms of the nineties. There's a lot more you can okay. go on. If anyone's got any, please um, hit us up on our Instagram page. Anyone we missed out? But I think they're the in that period. They're the big names. I think we've covered there. It's Lisa Lemon. Right. Yeah, I'm going to start with uh, the goalkeeper, obviously. So I've picked Massimo Chaibi in that, believe it or not. Sure. Because of the most memorable goal, uh, Letizia and stuff like that. And he was signed for 4.5 million and it never really worked out for him. Um, but I will mention another goalkeeper, which was a bit of a weird signing. Um, Bernard Lama signed for West Ham uh, in 1998. So it was a close one between those two because it didn't really go out for him. But I went for Taibi. So I've gone for a 4 3 3. I'll start with my right back, Mark Hottiger. He's, he's a Swiss, Swiss international. He signed for Newcastle in 1994 for 500k, which was quite a bit of money back in them days. Never really got going in Newcastle. He then signed for Everton, where he was awful. Uh, Everton players have like made him like one of the biggest flops in their Premier League 11 ever. Uh, he, he then signed for his hometown like the year after. For 25k. So within the space of two years, he's gone from <laughs> half a million pounds to 25 grand. Well, from Premier League to conference league, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah. that's so he's made my right back. Um, my left back, uh, he's signed for Spurs, Paolo Tramazzini. Oh, yeah, he was terrible, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, so Italian, the Italian guy, yeah. Yeah, so they signed him for 1.5 million in 1998. He only made seven appearances in two years, although he did score on his debut against Peterborough in a friendly. But I think Spurs fans would agree he was shit. <laughs> Two centre-backs. We mentioned Mar- uh, Margas. He was brilliant for Chile. But shit for West Ham, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He was like... <laughs> he was like... Well, he was amazing. And then, like, he dyed his hair. I think his wife... I read that his wife was unhappy. She used to cry every day. And then one day, yeah, he just never turned off training. And, and that was it. He just disappeared. I've gone for... QPR fans will remember this player, Ned Zelik. <laughs> so we signed him for Borussia Dortmund for a million pounds, which is quite a lot of money. Um, but I think he played four times for us. He said that he couldn't play on grass. It hurt his knees or something. I think that was the excuse that he gave. That's amazing. He yeah. can't That's not real. The sh- Where was he? I mean, that's excuse I've ever heard. Yeah, so... Sounds a bit um, iffy, that, doesn't it? But... Amongst some other centre-backs, I did have Ramon Vega in there. Um, he was back up. As Tottenham fans will know, he wasn't much cop. And I also had um, William Prunier. I don't know if you remember him, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, he basically had two trial matches with Man United. But... Paul's not saying a lot about him, is he? He's keeping very quiet on the Prunier yeah, front. Have you noticed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul doesn't talk about any Man United flaws. Have you noticed that? I tried to bring him out with the Jemba Jemba and that is like, he's just agreed. He's amazing. He disagrees with everything. Right, so moving on into my midfield, I've got Thomas Brolin, who has been mentioned. Um, like Dave Graham said, he signed for £4.5 million. He came fourth in the Ballon d'Or that year. Had a really good... He was pretty much... He was brilliant at Palmer. But I don't know if he, like, he put on so much weight... He retired at the age of 28 to sell vacuum cleaners. And that's a true story. Like, yeah, he's now worth, like, his company's worth millions. He's a professional had, poker player as well, Lee, isn't he, apparently? He kind of fell out of love with the game, he reckon. So, 
he was in 1995. He was the most expensive foreign player bought in the Premier League. Anyway, so he makes the flop eleven alongside Paolo Futre. Spoke about. We've got a story about him. Yeah, I've got, I've got a story about Paolo Futre. So uh, when he signed, uh, they gave him the num- He was handed the number sixteen shirt, and um, he said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Like Paolo Futre, no, no, number ten. Yeah, and they was like, "No, that's John Moncur's number." And he, uh, he was like, "Whoa, no!" He's like. Uh, Pele 10, Eusebio 10, Futre 10. It was like, <laughs> no, no, he's your 16. Yeah. And uh, so he even got he got his lawyers involved. Yeah. He tried to write in his contract. Obviously, he rang up John Moncur and he must have said, obviously, in his uh, Portuguese accent, hey, John, uh, can I have your number 10? Can I have your number 10 shirt, please? And uh, John was like, what? No, 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 no. He went, well, well, listen, how about I give you two weeks in my villa in the Algarve? And John Moncur said, yeah, all right, no worries. You can, you can have it. <laughs> my other flop is I've gone for Dumitrescu. We spoke about being a flop or not, but like Graham said, he had, they had a Euromania. They got to like the Europe, uh, quarterfinals. Mm. Uh, USA 94, wasn't it? Yeah, but... He signed for like 2.6 million from Sturbury Crest. And like I said, Romania got to the quarterfinals at the USA 94, but he never really done it for Spurs. Let's uh, say he was loaned out to Seville before signing for Harry Redknapp at West Ham, but playing only 10 games. And then he just left. So Yeah, I forgot he went there, Lee, to West yeah, Ham. You know, that's, he's made the... Well, I could have had well, a hat full of strikers in this flop 11. There is so many to choose. I've gone for my first one. I've gone for Andrea Salenzi. Yeah. Andrea Salenzi. Forest. Yeah, he signed for Nottingham Forest. For wasn't uh, he the first Italian to play in the Premier first League? Ever Italian to play in the Premier League. That's yeah. Great. And like you said, like, within five years, we had players like De Canio, Carboni, Zola, Ravinelli, Viali. Um, but yeah, he was first Italian, and he came off. He had pretty good records, like in um. Italy, I think he's, he was like top goal scorer, um, and I think like the AC Milan, they they wanted to keep him. They said I oh, this, that, and the other, but he made like twelve league appearances, not one goal. Uh, he scored two in the cup, and that was it. Literally, that was him gone. Marco Bugas, West Ham again. They Ledge. They bought pretty lot. Apparently, I don't know if you don't know this, but um, Harry Redknapp bought him by what just off by uh, watching a video of him. Mm. That was, that was quite common back in the day, I think. Yeah, that was wasn't that Kuchelski? It's the same Paul at United. Yeah. Didn't Fergie yeah. watch him on VHS? Yeah, that was how the scouting network was. I think you, 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 people got videos of people and showing to the manager. And Redknapp, I think, was just a bit of a, uh, you know, that's why the wheeler did it. I think he just gambler. Like, yeah. My um, last striker in this, uh, I've gone for Adi Akinbayi. So I know, like, he did play in two thousands, but he also, I've looked through his career. Well, he signed for Leicester. He, he like he put fees up to like. Over eleven point five million pounds. Uh, he was at, but he was Norwich at the beginning of his career. He just his goal ratio was awful, and for someone to like rack up that amount of transfer fees, in my eyes, does go down as a flop. Even though we did say a flop, was. yeah, very good agent, Lee, probably, isn't it, mate? Yeah, well, this is it, obviously. Well, he, 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 so he had five, over five hundred games and scored one hundred and thirty-six goals. Lower league, he scored quite a few for like Gillingham and Bristol Rovers, and even Wolves did them all right. But I think after that, when he's st- that, I think his problem was he made the step up to Leicester, then to, to Palace, Stoke, uh, and they went back to back to Burnley, uh, back in the lower leagues, and he started hitting goals again. I think that was more, yes, he was a flop, but I think again, it goes back to 
some players just find their level. You know, Robert Earnshaw at Cardiff years ago, he said, David Graham used to wax lyrical about him. He's amazing. <laughs> he got in the Premier League. How wrong was I? Oh, my God. He was like, oh, if this boy gets the Premier League, he's going to be shit hot. And he was, he was shit. He was, um, yeah. Well, thanks for your 11 there, Lee. I want to ask you guys, um, June the 90s, we've talked about flops. I want to know what players um, you'd have liked seen to play in the Premier League during that era. I mean, I'm going to start, to be honest, and keep it brief. I mean, there's the obvious ones, aren't they? You know, your Batistutas, your Del Pieros, Hadji, Stoichkos, Romario. Yes, we'd all love to see them. But there's a player, I don't know what you guys think. Um, I'd like to know your opinion on it. There's a player that played outside the Premier League. Um, yeah, he, he played, he was quite, I won't say he was a regular, but he got, he got, I, I think he got into double figures with England. Um, he was scoring at the top level, not the top, say that again, Dave, he was scoring in the first division, which had been the second tier, but he never got the chance in the Premier League. That was um, Steve Ball. I'd like to see what he could have done in the Premier League, whether it be a season or two. He was really prolific in the, in the first division. Um, got, you know, he was getting called up for England by Taylor and Robson um, while playing in the first division. I mean, Bobby Robson's no mug, is he? Graham Taylor, God rest his soul, probably was, but yeah, I'd like to see Steve Ball in the Premier League. What do you think? Do you think he would have? I think he would have scored because he was prolific, but done about the numbers. But I, I would have liked to see Steve Ball, aside from you know your top stars like. But what do you guys think about Steve Ball? And then who would you have liked to see playing in the nineties, like in the Premier League, guys? I like the Steve Ball shout. I think you know you can't you can't say he wouldn't have done it. And when Jamie Vardy come through through every division and made his way up, yeah. So you know you know what I mean. So. I, uh, I agree with that, yeah. He was he was that type of striker for that era as well. He was a big lad, wasn't he? Powerful. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't understand why why he, no one snapped him up. He's, he, he, the Wolves got a stand named after him now, have they? Yeah, yeah they have, yeah. yeah. So he's like, he's like a god there, isn't he? He's um, got 18 yeah. hat-tricks for How many? 18. That's a lot, isn't it? You can't, you can't, you can't tell me that some of the teams that at the bottom of the, around, floating around the bottom, bottom of the Premiership at that time couldn't have done with a Steve Ball. Yeah, so I think I might have mentioned it on one of the other podcasts before, but this is what makes me think. Like, uh, I don't know who I, I don't know who um, I think it might be, might have been even Batistuta. We might have been talking about him, but why has no one signed him? Why has no one gambled on him? Like, why? Like, it, it makes you to think. Like, I don't know what's. There was there, there could have been injury that no one ever knew about, yeah. and it was afraid to take the gamble. I don't know. I also think he he liked Planet Wolves. That could have been as simple as that, Paul, couldn't it? I think that's yeah. I think you, you bear in mind that's a different age back then. You had players, you know, use the Tissier, you said, but I think he was known to be a Wolves fan and enjoyed the club and he was looked after, and that was enough. Mm. He was content. I don't know, I can't speak for him because I don't know whether or not mm. that's the case, but we always get very familiar with saying, oh, but they should, they should, they should have moved, they should move. But we're just talking about flops, and all those people that flops are people that moved. You know, sometimes if Leti- everyone goes about Letizia this, Letizia that, he could have gone to Man United. Steve Ball could have gone to a Chelsea and been David Hurst. David Hurst could have gone to somewhere else. <laughs> so sometimes it's not always, you know, the grass isn't always greener. You don't see it because we're not at that level. But I think the step up from Championship to the Premier League, although it's getting, people may say it's like different now, there's such a gulf of quality and speed. But I don't know. It's very, very difficult. He would probably know that, but that's about it. Anyone else got anyone they would all similar kind of players? Yeah, I was going to say. So, what about your sorry, Paul? What about your guy? What players would you like to see in the Premier League in the nineties? And what about your clubs as well? I mean, Lee, who would you like to see at QPR from abroad, or not even from abroad, from Scotland or Europe? You know, I was going to mention one player that I would love to see in the Premier League, and he was actually linked with Queens Park Rangers. It was Roberto Baggio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout that. 
Um, I just think in the 90s, he was just an amazing player. Like, and I don't know how I'll keep you up in link with him, by the way. Like, there must have been some dodgy dealings on the board or something, man. But What was that? When they were keep going in the Premier League? I'm not even sure. When, but we was definitely meant, like... We was definitely linked with him. Someone probably spoke about that in the smuts, and all of a sudden it's made. Did <laughs> <laughs> you explain what the smuts is, Dave? In case the listeners don't know, it's, a, it's an unbelievable pub. That, um, it was the best place you could ever want to go in your life. Um, <laughs> no, no, really, it was an absolute shit on sticky carpet uh, pub. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's where William Rumors came from for sure. Yeah, so no, yeah, going back to Badger, he was definitely one that I would like to sign. Dave? Um, there's many, there's many players that um you could say, like after players we've mentioned over this podcast. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna throw go a little bit of a wild card and go and throw out a defender that I'd like to, like your Maldini. I'd love to have seen Maldini yeah. have, a, have a go in the Premier League. He's he's an all-time great. I'd love to have seen him. The only, the only team that could have signed him in the 90s at any chance would have been United anyway. So I really agree with that, Dave. Yeah. Maldini United, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it, it just sounds like it go, It works, doesn't it? Like, Yeah. Even, well, even that would have been the only team that could afford his wages or anything like that. And he would have... I, I think he goes anywhere, he performs. I don't... There's no chance in hell that he doesn't. He was just... He was unbelievable. I'd love to have seen him in the Premier League. He would have yeah. been brilliant. That means, Paul, you'd, you'd have had to drop Dennis Irwin to put him in. You'd have been no, happy no, with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> they could have put him in his best position, right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, you said Maldini. You could go with Cannavaro, Nesta. Mm. Uh, Great players. You know, there's the, 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 how good would they have been in the Premier League is another question. When it was, back in the 90s, bear in mind, it was still Duncan Ferguson and it was a, a hard league to play in. And it, it was a physical league to play in. I'm not saying Italy wasn't. But Italy was always known back then was, was a very slow pace, very methodical, very tactical, you know, how to defend. I would like to have seen someone like Cannavaro come to England. But and again, I think if he, I think they would have adapted. I think those players are just that good. Um, they would have been fantastic. But for me, it would have been uh, Del Piero. I would love to have yeah. seen Del Piero at, at United. Del Piero behind um, Colin York, Paul, off the shoulder. That would have been some uh, triangle, wouldn't it? That. Yeah. Where would you? Have, no, yeah, seriously. Where, where would you have fitted him in when you got Cole and York on fire? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if 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 he came to the United, someone would have been dropped. I don't know who it would have been. I don't. I don't know if York and Cole would. Have, I don't know if we would have signed York. If, if, if I'll, t- I'll tell you where he would have fitted in well behind Vanisteroy. Sorry, putting him behind or not putting him behind? No, no, putting him in the ten behind Vanisteroy. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, been unreal. So, same format as last week. So, you've got to tell me who I've got written down with the three clues I give you, okay? Wait, hang on. Before, before we carry on, can I just announce that I was the winner last week, by the way, and then it got spoken about. So, um, it, it, was never, it was never announced who won it. So, yeah, if you want to give me a round of applause, you know, all for it. Yeah. So. Right, Paul. Bolton, South African defender. Mark Fish. Mark Fish, well done. Who wants Easy. to go next? I'll go. Right, so I'm going Paul, Lee, Dave. Right, Lee. Sunderland, English def- um, striker. Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips, well done. Dave, Arsenal, Croatian striker. Davosuka. Flop. Davosuka, yep. Paul, Middlesbrough, 
Brazilian midfielder. Emerson. Well done. I thought he was going to say Janinho. Emerson. Lee. West Ham, Australian midfielder. Brett Emerton. Stan Lazaridis. Do I get a point? No. <laughs> I think you've been a judge of that. Right, um, Dave, Liverpool, Israeli midfielder. Shite back. Um, it's not Berkovic, is it? No, Berkovic. correct. No, it's not. Oh, Ronnie oh, Rosenthal. Rosenthal. Oh, yeah, I got that one. <laughs> Paul, Blackburn, Swedish striker. Oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah, I know this one, Paul. <sighs> dun, 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 Martin Paul. Olsen. Martin, correct. Martin Darlene. Oh. <laughs> Lee? Yeah. Liverpool, Czech midfielder. Oh. Smitha. Incorrect. Berker. Patrick Berger. All the time, man. I'll tell you what, I wish Miller was here now because he'd be roasting me. Listen to this one. Dave, Arsenal, Austrian goalkeeper. Oh. Alex Manninger. <laughs> Boom. Paul, Norwich, Scottish goalkeeper. I'd have five out of five. I'd fucking miss Premier League. Brian Gunn. Brian Gunn. Well done. Brian Gunn. Lee. Yeah. Not in a forest, Dutch striker. I oh, see what I mean, man. This is bullshit, man. I'm going to go. Brian Roy. Well done, it's Brian Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Crystal Palace, Italian midfielder. Matteo Lombardo. Matteo Lombardo, it is. Yeah, Paul, Chelsea, Dutch goalkeeper. Eto Hoy. Eto Hoy, well done. Lee? Crystal Palace Welsh defender. Chris Coleman. Chris Coleman, yep. Dave, Bolton, Yugoslavian midfielder. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't know. Went to Palace, That's a went to Palace. I gave Paul a clue, but went to Palace. I know no. this one. I don't know. Sasha Chilich. Who, Sasha who? Illich. Incorrect. Sasa Turchic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're thinking the uh, goalkeeper, aren't you? Yeah. Paul? Yeah. Tottenham, Swiss defender. Oh, no. Uh, he was mentioned earlier. Wait. No oh, Vega. Roman Vega. Oh, <laughs> Lee? Yeah. Arsenal, Swedish midfielder. Early years. That's your clue. Limp. Who? Limpa. Well done. Anders Limpa. First name, first name. Oh, Anders, come on. Yeah, right, no more clues. <laughs> I Dave. <did> too. <laughs> <laughs> QPR, Welsh defender. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lovely I don't. Hair, man. Um, Got long hair, Dave, unlike you, bro. Aaron Peacock. Carl <laughs> <laughs> no. Rennie. Yeah. Oh, that's Liberty, you give me that moody clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, Man City, Georgian midfielder. Oh, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, no, uh, can't keep saying no and then going back. Oh, oh Kankadzi. Oh, 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 my God. How long has he won? 
bad. I know, I know, it's bad. Right, from now on, it's got to be five seconds max. Come on. Right, okay. No, then he comes out the answer. Because that's the thing. <laughs> it's my process. I'm thinking, no, 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 well, no. Don't say no, then. Right, Sorry. Yeah, don't say no. That's it. <laughs> All right. Right, Lee. Southampton, Latvian striker. Marion Pahars. Marion Pahars, yeah. Oh, go on, Lee. Dave, West Ham, Czech goalkeeper. Play for QPR, Dave. Shut Jan up. Stasker. Who? Jan Stasker. <laughs> no, not quite. Ludo Moklasko. Fuck that. Paul, Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> Romanian defender. No, uh, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> No, it's too late. You said it. Anyone Dan Petrescu. It is Dan 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 Petrescu. Lee West Ham Marley striker. Titi Kamara. Incorrect. Fadi Canute. Was he not French? Marley. Play for Marley. Yeah, play for Marley. Double, double check on Google. You've got it in front of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Derby Croatian midfielder. Illich. Igor Stimak. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> well, bloody hell. Yeah. Paul, Man United, Norwegian striker. Eric Nevland. Yeah, he's got it. I'm just going to go Solskjaer. <laughs> Lee, Aston Villa, Yugoslavian striker. Savo Milosevic. Savo Milosevic. Dave, Ipswich, Canadian goalkeeper. <laughs> I've had a round of stinkering questions this week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you had money to be fair. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Craig Forrest. No, no, that's no. Tough. That's the toughest one so far. <laughs> right, Paul Everton, Russian midfielder. You might kick yourself with this. He's not going to say no, is he? I know it is, but I can't think of his name, so I, I'm going to have to hand it over. Oh. Oh. Andre Kanchelskis. <laughs> oh, that's a curveball one, that isn't it? Yeah, Lee. Chelsea French defender. Frank LeBeouf. Frank LeBeouf, well done. Oh, what? You Dave, me Dave, Coventry American midfielder. John Aloisi. No, midfielder. I don't want to guess. No, I know, yeah. He's, he's, he's Kobe wrong. Jones. Kobe Jones. So I've got two left now. So, uh, it's seven all being Paul. Paul. Bolton Scottish striker John McGinn John McGinn Lee. Well done, Damn John McGinn Lee. <laughs> right here we go now, Lee. Liverpool English striker. Oh fuck <laughs> it now, man. Ooh. I'm gonna go Robbie Fowler. <laughs> John Barnes. <laughs> John Barnes. John Barnes. I think Paul's won this week, isn't he? Yeah, he's dummy. <laughs> I couldn't make it too obvious with Bobby Fowler and Collie Moore, could I? Oh, that's well, that it. Was a good quiz, that. Okay, guys, so that's it. That's the end of season one. And we said we'll try and get to 12. Should we do some more? What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. We should finish at the late 90s and go into the early noughties and start talking about the so-called golden generation when they started coming into the Premier League and into the England squad. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think we've done quite a varied season. We've, we've had some Scottish football, we've done some Italian football, we've done some England, 
we've covered quite a lot of the stuff in the 90s. There's a lot more to go, but I think we can start, um, my knowledge definitely starts getting a bit better again in the, in the early noughties. And I think there's a lot of subjects that we've done in season one that we can do in season two relating to the noughties as well. But yeah, guys, I've, I've really enjoyed it. We've, we've started off with about 18 listeners and we've got over 100 now. Uh, per week which is amazing we've only been going it for what 10 12 weeks and we've got some exciting announcements to make in terms of some guests so what we're going to do guys we're going to this this season's now done season one is in the can that's all 12 episodes please go and visit on itunes or spotify and listen back to all the old stuff we're going to have a couple of weeks off because it's easter and then we're going to hit you with free guest interviews uh which will be rule fox robbie musto and uh, phil brown and they will be released each week over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we sit down and speak to all three guests, and we talk to them about the 90s experiences and all other various subjects on with that. Um, and then we'll we'll come back with a season two. Uh, Graham, have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been fantastic, mate. Every episode, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to carrying on. I've, it's weird as well because we're doing this every week. Each each one of you, like you see how you sort of view football, like the last 10, 11 episodes, like Paul. I'm going to go through all of you now. Like, Paul, you seem to focus on, like, the not so much what's happening on the pitch, but, like, the financial side and, the, you know, behind the scenes. You know, Holland, he's like, um, he's like the man in the pub. You can always have a chat with Dave. He's got, like, um, he talks like common sense. And you've got Miller. I think he's just goes over my head sometimes. He's that clever when it comes to tactical speak. Sometimes I listen to think, think to think, well, you know, you know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know if you know about me. I tend to focus on what footballers do with their feet more than anything else. And I think Lee, I think he's a bit of all of us together. That's what I, that's what I find. So, so, so what you're saying yeah. is I'm not sure if that of all of you. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm if, you, what, if you like, but yeah, I've got a bit of everything. But I'll deal with that. But listen, wait, stay tuned. Next season coming. No, no. Uh, for me, because um, I've had in my noticing because it's been such an success, I need to carry on. Otherwise, I'm going to be on the rock and roll down the job centre. So, um, yeah, please come back, you lot. Otherwise, I'm going to be unemployed. On that note, guys, thank you ever so much for listening. Please check out the old episodes. We're going to keep our Instagram and our Twitter uh, active still throughout the next couple of weeks. We'll be promoting our Raw Fox episode, our Robbie Musto episode, and our um, uh, Phil Brown episode. And we've got uh, so many more guests up and coming. They've all uh, been in contact with us, and they want to come on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, children of all ages, I mm-hmm. uh, bid you a farewell from the Phoenix Five for season one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.